You're listening to the Cashology Podcast by FNBO, a place dedicated to helping you become more financially savvy every day. It's a little like school, but your only homework is living your best financial life. I'm your host, Justin, and class is now in session. It's halftime, and we're not talking about football here. If you're in your 40s, you're halfway into your working life, halfway into your career, you've got 20 or so more years to go before retirement. So now is the perfect time to assess your financial situation. How's everything going? Are you where you want to be? Is your game plan on track to meet your future goals? Or do you need to make some halftime adjustments? Welcome and thanks for listening to the Cashology Podcast, hosted by your guide on the path to financial savvy, Justin Ahrens. So before we jump in entirely to the topic, if you don't want to miss any episode in the future, make sure you give the Cashology Podcast a like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Today's fun topic is managing your money in your 40s. And with me today, I have Travis Stecker. Travis is a financial advisor with First Investments in Planning based out of Kearney, Nebraska. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for having me, Justin. Appreciate being here. How about just to introduce yourself a little bit, take us through like the day in the life. What is a financial advisor? What do you kind of do? Yeah, that's a great question. So every day is a little bit different. That's why I love my job. I've been with the bank uh, just about six years. Uh, January will be six years and kind of been in the Carney Grand Island market that entire time. And, you know, day to day, really meeting with people. Everybody has different life events happening that they have questions on. And so I get to be there to help answer those questions that they're struggling with, get to help folks invest money in the market, get to help them with retirement plans, uh, large expenditure plans, legacy planning, estate planning, lots of different options like that that I get to assist with and be a part of in people's lives. That's very cool. And so I'm sure this will be an exciting topic for us. And so one thing that I've got to hear from some of my friend groups, I have like a diverse friend group is, It seems like being in your 40s is the place to be. You know, people seem to really like being in their 40s. I've got a few friends that are in their 40s and they kind of just say, you know, they're happier than ever. And why do you think people enjoy the 40s? You know, I I think uh, people in their 40s are starting to figure out what they're passionate about, figuring out their careers. Um, Potentially, if they'd want to start a family, they have that wrapped around them. You know, they're, they're in their accumulation years. They're just trying to figure out who they are and where they want to go in life, starting to actually make some goals instead of just dreams. All right. So I read a list the other day, 40 great things about being in your 40s. Number one, you finally settled on a wardrobe. You've got your look figured out, finally. So let's see if we can get our money figured out. Travis, what do you think should be the number one financial priority for someone in their 40s? Yeah. So when people get to the age of 40, an area that I focus and calculate for them is their savings rate looking at somebody's gross income and how much should they be putting away each year uh, so they can reach their goals in retirement. So everybody's savings rate is different. It depends on what your goals are in the future. But helping them calculate that, figure that out, and start to move forward. I would say that's probably number one. But if I had to name a a really close second, I think for folks that are in their 40s, typically employers offer these these pre-tax accounts like 401ks. And a lot of money goes in pre-tax, but people forget a lot about these these Roth accounts and these post-tax dollars. And so helping people understand uh, the Roth factor in the in the post-tax dollars, those tax-free bucket, being able to, to make contributions to that Roth and have a balance in pre-tax versus post-tax, uh, it's, it's never too early to, to start. And in 40s, when you're in those accumulation years, is a good way to really start forming that balance. 
Got it. So w- what is the difference between a 401k sounds like a pre-tax and kind of like these other accounts? I think you said a Roth account. Sure. Very, very question. Really, it's uh, the biggest difference is just the, the, the tax wrapper that's around them. So a 401k or like a traditional IRA, dollars that go in there, you get a tax deduction now. Today, you get that benefit. Money goes in tax-free. Gross tax deferred, so you don't pay any taxes as you go. That's true for a Roth or 401k or traditional IRA. Then when you withdraw money later down the road in a 401k or an IRA, a traditional IRA, then that money's taxable. So you kind of kick that can down the road, push those taxes off. With the Roth, it's, it's just the opposite. With the Roth, you're going to pay taxes on those dollars today. And then when you withdraw them, it's going to grow tax-free and you get to withdraw and not pay any taxes on any of the gains. By having a little bit of both and diversifying uh, tax-wise, it puts you in the driver's seat. So let's say you retire and you have some different passive incomes coming in, or maybe you don't have any, but it puts you in the driver's seat to say, this year, my income's a little higher. I'll pull from the Roth. This next year, you know what? I'm, I'm not working at all. Uh, I don't plan to. My tax bracket's a little lower. I'll pull from the, from the pre-tax bucket. Got Give it. you choices. Yeah. So it sounds like it's just finding that balance between do I want to pay the taxes today or is it smarter to pay it kind of like later on and finding that good balance there? Yep. Totally agree. One, one of the little tidbits that, that we look at is just what type of uh, career field are you in? Oh. So, you know, one thing that comes up quite a bit is white collar versus blue collar. Hmm. Quick example, blue collar jobs, let's use a construction uh, worker uh, for, as an example, typically is going to have to stop working at some point. Sure. Body's just not going to hold up. Typically makes good money when they work in a higher tax bracket today. So let's escape from it. They're going to have to retire, probably going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future. Those pre-tax dollars are going to be really nice. But maybe like a, like a doctor where they earn a nice income, but they typically, they, you know, when they're working, when they're younger, fast forward to the future. And even if they pull back to three days a week or part-time, probably still going to be in a higher tax bracket, ensuring that they have some Roth money to help balance that out and have some tax-free income coming in probably a necessary item to to at least consider. So it sounds like it's very important for people in their 40s to really prioritize that retirement, whatever avenue they want to take, um, really making sure that's at the forefront of their mind because they're in, it sounds like those prime years uh, for earning. So then do you think it's uh, too early to start looking into other programs? I've heard of things like, right, tapping into social security and Medicare. Yeah, definitely not too early. Educating yourself around those two areas, very, very important. Uh, Social Security Administration these days has some great online tools for learning about your benefits. Uh, In your 40s, you can go online, open up an account at ssa.gov, and you can check out your Social Security account, make sure that your estimates are accurate. They record all your contributions each year. So we'll make sure you're getting full credit for the Social Security that's being withheld out of your paycheck. So monitoring that year after year is is an important thing to do. And then you can also start kind of doing some uh, calculations on what your Social Security might look like. If you took it at, at the earliest at 62, or if you're full Social Security age, or if you put it all the way off to age 70, you can start utilizing uh, some projection programs that we have through the Social Security office or through, through FMBO and go that route. Are there any special challenges for someone in their 40s that they might yeah. face as it relates to their finances? Lots of them. Too many of them <laughs> for those in their 40s. Um, you know, you, you get in your 20s and your 30s and it's just really expensive, right? You're upgrading cars, you're buying your first house, you're probably getting married, you're having kids. There's just a lot of expenditures. You get in your 40s and you're, you're making good money and spending just doesn't go away. Those bills keep coming in. And so spending is, is always a continued challenge. That's why I mentioned before that number one priority is 
making sure you're at the right savings rate. Because if you're at that right savings rate, then you can go have fun and spend on a lot of other things. So spending is is probably the biggest challenge that that we see for people in their 40s these days. Got it. So what are good ways then to kind of find your spending rate? It sounds like that almost sounds like a budget, right? I I would agree. That's a great place to start. Uh, And nowadays too, for those that like putting pen and paper down and write it all out, great option. Definitely do it if that if that's your thing. But uh, for those that like a little more automated system, I encourage clients to go use software programs like mint.com that you can account aggregate different accounts at different institutions. There's applications these days like uh, you need a budget that you can use. There's Excel docs, there's QuickBooks that you can link to your checking account and help funnel credit card transactions and things like that until you're spending one thing I use on FMBO's site, specifically on the credit card, is there's a year-end report that you can run on your own credit card, and it kind of itemizes out different sectors that you spent money on, healthcare, food, entertainment, things like that. So I think just just being aware of where your money's coming in at and where it's going out uh, is just going to be a great place to just get started. Very cool. Are there types of spending that um, are kind of appropriate to have, right? I think of myself, I'm kind of frivolous with my money. I'll go out and spend it on things that I want. So when we talk about spending maybe a budget, are there good things in there that are kind of like okay to have? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in terms of debt comes up a lot, you know, people in their 40s, right? You probably bought your first house, you probably upgraded that old junker car you just recently upgraded and maybe you have a car payment, maybe still working on student loans, right? There's typically in your 40s, especially lower 40s, probably some fixed payments that you're having to make. And so we talk a lot about good debt and bad debt. Good debt are going to be those assets that are either you're investing in yourself, like student loans, uh, your education, maybe a future job, maybe a future promotion that's worth taking out. You have your house that uh, typically appreciates maybe 2 to 3%. I know there's different assets that potentially can help fund your retirement in the future. We look at bad debt, revolving lines, high interest credit card debt, you know, those types of things, you really got to work hard to stay away from or, or keep under control. One of the ways we do that and some pieces of advice that I usually give is if you first ensure that you have an emergency savings in place, then you don't have to use a credit card. That emergency savings is what covers you when you have the furnace go out or the roofies you put on, or you want to take a big vacation or you don't want to spend money on some of these things that you want to do and, and have some fun. That, that savings is there to to meet that need and not bad debt or revolving credit. So I think I heard there, there are these, this idea of like good debt. And that sounds like it could be things of like a good debt could be your mortgage, right? We need a place to live. Good debt could be an auto loan, right? We have to get places. We have to get to work, for example. So do you think paying off your mortgage, your auto loan, would that be a good goal in your 40s? Always a good goal. Now, I will tell you that nowadays it's becoming very individualized. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is typical person these days stays in a house seven to eight years. And be, with that fact known, that's a question that I always that I always want to uncover is how long do you plan on? Is this, is this a tweener home? Is this a forever home? Because if you tie up a lot of your money in a piece of property like real estate, that's an illiquid asset, uh, the only way you're going to get that return on your investment is if you sell it. So if you're not comfortable selling it, we got to have a nice balance of paying off the debt versus cash flowing other items like a 401k, like maybe a Roth, like fun. Oh, yeah. And so 
it's a balance uh, when it comes to paying off uh, a house. Now, I will tell you probably the way I answer most of the time when it comes to like car loans, things like that, if it's at a high interest rate, depending on what the market's given us and where rates are at, typically I'm encouraging folks to try to get that paid off as, as fast as possible. Debt just doesn't affect um, our our balance sheets and our personal financials, but it also affects us mentally and emotionally. And so getting that stuff paid off, off of our shoulders can just bring some much needed happiness to our lives too. Is, is, and it's hard to put a price tag on that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I heard a lot here so far focusing on you know fueling your retirement. You're in your 40s. It's probably a great place to start looking at 401ks, maybe some Roths, maybe some other programs as well. And then also kind of understanding your spending, kind of managing the debt where it's appropriate and kind of what your short-term, long-term goals are. So beyond fueling retirement accounts, getting rid of debt, what else can people in their 40s be looking at? Protecting your assets that you do have. Benefit enrollment just happened for FMBO. And so ensuring that your disability insurance is, is up to date, your homeowner's insurance policy is up to date, life insurances are there. Protecting the assets that you have worked so hard in your entire life to accumulate, and then protecting against those what-if scenarios that we hope that never uh, never occurs, uh, but we know sometimes uh, that does. And so ensuring that those life insurance, if, if we would have a life event like that take place, that life insurance is going to pay out appropriately to that surviving spouse and, and take care of if there's any kids involved and help meet your goals. Yeah, very important things. It's like, you know, we think we've got it made in our 40s, but it's almost like there's still so much more to do. I would agree. There's, there's a, there is a lot of things. And typically, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people have families, you know, when you, once you get into your 40s or, or just have loved ones in general that you want to have taken care of if, if you weren't there to provide. And so with that being the case, no matter whether you're married or you have kids or not, if you have loved ones in your life, the chances you want to protect them and you, and you do that with insurance products. Yeah. So we have those relationships and, you know, figuring out, in your 40s, kind of how to navigate that path of, right, your short-term goals financially, long-term goals financially. Travis, what do you think are good ways for somebody entering this moment in their life, navigating the space? Yeah, that's a great question, Justin. I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're starting to ask yourself these questions and you're having a hard time figuring them out, you're not sure what goals you should even maybe even have, that's a perfect time to get someone like myself involved in the conversation. Just because maybe you think you only have a few dollars to invest, that's only a small piece of what we do. Allowing us to be there for you as a sounding board, to bounce some of these ideas off of, to kind of help ask the right questions, to pull information out of you, uh, to help uncover what your pain points actually are, that you might not even know that we're a pain point for you. You know, those are things that we do when we have conversations with our clients. We help them see in the future and we help them uh, protect against those what if scenarios. And then we also get to help them invest money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, there's a lot there that we get to do. And so whether you're in your 20s or in your 40s or later in life, I, I really don't think it's ever too early or too late to, to get a financial advisor involved in some of these conversations. Again, just help you tease out, start formulating a plan, whether your plan is a beginner plan. Or it's a it's a complex plan that needs needs a team around you to achieve. Yeah. So then, you know, you enter your forties. You're probably at a point in life, kind of like what we've established earlier in this podcast, thinking about retirement, thinking about your spending, um, thinking about those short long term goals. 
what do you think someone in their 40s, maybe top three things they should look for in a financial advisor? It's a great question. First and foremost, somebody they can trust, right? You're putting a lot of trust and confidence in somebody to help lead and guide you through what are probably going to be some of the most difficult life events that are going to take place. Um, some big decisions, big purchases, big decisions like retirement, when to take Social Security. You know, these, these are big financial life decisions. Uh, so first and foremost, somebody that you trust. Something that is uh, really important uh, when it comes to financial advising these days is to not let cost be a, a drag on your portfolios. So ensuring that you're not overpaying making sure that you're not being taken advantage of anybody from a cost standpoint. Understanding how, what the fee structure is and making sure that it's competitive would be number two. And then just, you know, somebody that you have some things in common with um, because you, odds are you're, you're going to need to talk to them often. And so you, you want to actually like them and enjoy working with them because you're going to have some hard conversations sometimes and you're going to need to have a level of respect and trust there. Oh, yeah, I can really appreciate that and see how those are important characteristics to look for. Well, Travis, I, w- I want to thank you. I think this was a great episode. I think no matter kind of where you are in life, uh, for the listeners out there, I think there's a nugget of information that really anyone can take from. So Travis, if a listener today really resonated with what you were saying, they want to reach out, they want to learn more, how can someone get a hold of you? At First National Bank uh, here in the Kearney, Grand Island area, 308 308- Two three four seven two five eight is my direct line. You can email me at t s t o e c k e r at fnni.com. I would love to help out anybody that has any questions or just wants to explore more options. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and keep an eye out for more Cashology podcasts coming your way soon. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Podcasts are for informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. When making decisions about your financial situation, consult a financial professional for advice. Podcasts are not regularly updated and information may become outdated. Deposit products are offered by First National Bank of Omaha, member FDIC. Investment products are not FDIC insured, not a deposit or other obligation of the bank, not insured by any federal government agency, not guaranteed by the bank, may lose value. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA, SIPC. First National Bank of Omaha and First Investments and Planning are not registered brokers or dealers and are independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. The Cashology Podcast, copyright First National Bank of Omaha. The foregoing information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that it is accurate or complete. It is not a statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision, and it does not constitute a recommendation. Any opinions are those of Travis Decker and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Every investor situation is unique, and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. 401k plans are long-term retirement savings vehicles. Withdrawal of pre-tax contributions and or earnings will be subject to ordinary income tax and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to a 10% federal tax penalty. Roth 401k plans are long-term retirement savings vehicles. Contributions to a Roth 401k are never tax deductible, but if certain conditions are met, distributions will be completely income tax-free. Unlike Roth IRAs, Roth 401k participants are subject to a required minimum distribution at age 72, 70 and a half if you reach 70 and a half before January 1, 2020. Links are being provided for information purposes only. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse, authorize, or sponsor any of the listed websites or their respective sponsors. Raymond James is not responsible for the content of any website or the collection or use of information regarding any website's users and or members. 